Jacques Howard, I'm on location at Champs, 931 Chambers Street, Trenton, New Jersey, and I'm with four members of Sustainable Cycles. Um, and uh, don't be confused with Sustainable Cities or some of the other uh, cycling things that I'm connected with. Um, this is a new group of friends. Um, they are traveling from New York City to Richmond, Virginia, and their nonprofit organization speaks um, to women's health issues, particularly menstrual cycles and reusable menstrual products. So I'm super excited. We've been chatting about a couple of different things. And uh, of course, Champs, as you all know, is my location where I get to meet all these wonderful human beings who are part of the group to, who want to build a better community for everyone. So from my right to my left, I want you to introduce yourself and where you're from. Sure. Um, uh, my name is Emily Caffrey, and I live in uh, Brooklyn, New York. I'm Casey Hartnett, and I am currently in Brooklyn from Chicago. I'm Sarah Wilson from Brooklyn, New York. I'm Ruby Gertz from Brooklyn, New York, and I recently moved to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Philly in the house. Wait, so, <laughs> so all four of you from Brooklyn. So Brooklyn is like considered the hipster happening <laughs> city portion of the East Coast. And uh, I'm sure you all live there mm -hmm. or have lived there. Yeah. So you are very familiar with this ideology, etc. And um, Sarah, that's it, right? Sarah, you're shaking your head like, I hate that whole <laughs> <laughs> We're really happy to be in Trenton. <laughs> Great. The air is much cheaper. <laughs> Awesome. So, all right. So, so briefly um, about Brooklyn. I mean, a lot of folks say that Trenton has a feel of what Brooklyn was like five, eight, ten years ago. Like right on the cusp of something big happening. A lot of gentrification is kind of starting yes. to happen. But there's a lot of cultural diversity. You get. Um, a very diverse group of people who are hanging out together, you know, vibing off of each other. Your short time here in Trenton, do you do you feel that way? Totally. Yeah, I um, I moved to Brooklyn in 2008 from Massachusetts, um, and at the time it was like really kind of like on the upswing. Um, there were like all these kind of cool, very sort of like underground feeling venues. Um, I went to like my first punk show in Brooklyn. Uh, I got a lot of this really cool stuff, and now it's like that has all been shut down, and it's just like European tourists and baby strollers. Like, um, it's it's just different. It's different. It's changed really fast. Um, so when yeah. you when you think about how Brooklyn has changed, and, and we'll jump around a little bit, but you know, cycling is going to be the core portion of what we talk about but but when you see how Brooklyn has changed or evolved let's say that um, to whatever it is now are you are you for part of the group of saying hey it's not really cool now or are you all for the Starbucks on every block and etc it's cool if you have a lot of money to spend on rent <laughs> but most of us do not no yeah. and Trenton is also a, a seat of history as you've shared with us so they have a lot, maybe more special things to offer than Brooklyn does. Hmm. I think we ought to get four new residents in Trenton. You guys, <laughs> you guys would fit perfectly with um, the biking culture here. I mean, you've already introduced, been introduced to Champs and Lori and Wills and Nikki. So you already, you know, got an idea about what's happening here. So we'll, we'll revisit that later. So once I get all your information, I'll be sending you all these posts like, oh, man, you can get this condo, you can get this townhouse. <laughs> I'll show you around. I'll connect you with some people. We'll be here next year. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
so let's transition and talk about the organization, uh, Sustainable Cycles. And again, not to be um, uh, misleading in thinking sustainable cities or uh, anything to do with cycling, like as in bicycles. Um, could one of you just talk about the naming of your organization? Um, yeah, so Sustainable Cycles is a pun about bicycles and menstrual cycles. Uh, sustainable is, you know, both uh, both bicycles and reusable menstrual products uh, carry an element of sustainability. You aren't using fossil fuels. Uh, there's no waste generated. Uh, it's sort of just the power within your own body just maintaining itself. Um, biking is really good for your body, um, and menstrual cycles are also healthy for people with uteruses uh, <laughs> to experience. <laughs> so, um, yes, these reusable menstrual products that we are essentially promoting on this tour, uh, they, they really like tie in with bicycles because it's just, it's a way to sort of maintain your menstrual cycle um, and maintain you know, menstrual health uh, without and be self-sufficient. Yes, without uh, without throwing anything away in the garbage or creating more waste um, that's you know detrimental to the earth. Mm-hmm. So, so thinking about menstrual cycles um, again, it's it's probably one of those subjects that is a, a little uncomfortable to discuss, um, especially if a guy's involved in a conversation. Um, but you know, being a parent of a 13 year old, you know, we're very open about these conversations and, and what the physical and the emotional tie-ins are with my daughter and then my wife as well. Um, individually, what has your life been like as a child or an adolescent, should I say, until adulthood and uh, your menstrual cycle and how you communicate about it? For me, I feel like there has been a lot of secrecy. Uh, it's something that I only really talked about with my mom. And so one thing that I've, and I'm pretty new to the group, one thing that I've noticed with these workshops that we are holding is that people, because it sends, tends to be such a taboo topic to talk about, people are really excited to share stories, particularly embarrassing stories, or things that they didn't know when they first started menstruating, and, and then questions that we now have about about reusable menstrual products that aren't um, aren't part of the mainstream right now, um, but are becoming more known about and, and more used, I think. So uh, that's been a really joyous part of this project is people coming together to talk about the thing that, that um, at least in my growing up and I think with a lot of people is, is something that tends to be a private secret thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree with that. I think for me it was, um, I kind of tried to deal with it on my own. Um, I mean, my mom was there and I was able to talk to her about it, but, um, and you know, I had friends who had already gotten their periods, and so it was kind of like, you know, I, I had people that I could talk to, but I also tried to figure out a lot of stuff on my own. And that's why I think that a lot of, the conversation that we're having with sustainable cycles and um, you know traveling and just having these conversations with people about periods and trying to be more open about it I think it's very important because um, it's a natural thing you know so many people go through this and so many people experience it and I just it's really um, it's really kind of sad just to think that like people 
just to think that there are people who think that they can't talk about something so natural and just a whole part of the whole cycle of human existence, honestly. <laughs> and um, I just, that's really for me why this work is so important. And um, I think for women everywhere, it just needs to be um, a more outspoken thing. And it's not even just women that menstruate. You know, there are men who, they're identifying men who menstruate. There are people who don't identify with any gender in particular who also menstruate. And so it's just one of those things that um, the conversation needs to be more open. I, I feel, and I think we all kind of feel that way. But um, that's why I think organizations like this are so um, important and why I really, why I joined the bike tour this year, honestly, yeah. I got my period very young when I was like 10 or 11 and I was sharing today that my first menstrual pad experience I didn't realize that there was you may not know this either there's an adhesive strip that sticks the pad to your underwear <laughs> on the flip yeah. side <laughs> it, took me, it took me about a year to find that because my mother did not think to show me that she just assumed that I would have that kind of knowledge instilled in my brain um, but when we hold these workshops we find that every woman has a story like that whether it's like that, or like a dog ate a tampon out of my yeah. garbage. There's these <laughs> universal experiences that are just uh, not discussed amongst women, and we're giving them a space to, to discuss those things. And I'm, and I, I'm glad you, you led right into that, like the workshops, mm -hmm. um, because I think we're in this day and age where we're bombarded with information from everywhere, from mm -hmm. constantly checking our mobile devices and, and uh, emails and all these other things. But there's something sweet about the idea of having an intimate, and I'm air quoting, opportunity for people to come together around a uniform subject and to talk and to know that it's a safe space. So the idea behind the workshops that, that Sustainable Cycles is hosting, um, is that part of the premise? Yeah, we, we like to provide women an opportunity to discuss their cycles, um, but we also just like to educate women that there are more options than they're aware of. So commercially, we're typically only aware of pads and tampons. So those are disposable products that, as a capitalist society, we need to purchase every single month. But there's a whole subcategory of products that only need to be purchased really once in your lifetime, uh, that they're a small upfront purchase of $40 for a menstrual cup, um, that there's a, a slight learning curve to learn how to use them. But once you're aware that this option exists, it can be really revolutionary in a woman's life. And what are some of those options? I mean, I've heard of a menstrual cup. Mm -hmm. um, again, I, I don't have any firsthand experience with any of these, but what are some of the products that are out there? Yeah, so uh, menstrual cups are really a big one. Those are really um, starting to, I think, become prominent, you know, in, in social media and just, you know, around people are hearing more and more about them. Um, there are also uh, cloth pads, which are alternatives to, you know, if somebody is not comfortable with insertables or they would rather, you know, stick to stick to pads for whatever reason, um, there are reusable cloth pads, which is sim similar concept to reusable, like, cloth diapers. Uh, you just use them, wash them, reuse them. Uh, they're much softer, um, and they don't contain some of the harmful chemicals that these disposable products contain. Uh, there are also natural sea sponges, um, which are another organic product. Uh, you can get ones that are sustainably harvested. Uh, it's basically just a very soft, uh, small sort of sea sponge that you dampen, and so it becomes uh, 
sort of moist, you can wring it out and just insert it like you would a tampon. Uh, you can tie a string to it if you need to, um, and it just works like a tampon, uh, but it doesn't absorb, it's not the same sort of like coarse material that tampons are made out of. Um, and there's also a really big, this is kind of a new market that's opening up, uh, is the period panties. Uh, so underwear that's actually built with like a pad or thick uh, layer that's absorbent um, that you can wear in place of a maxi pad or or panty liner. So these options are sustainable because they're a one-time purchase, they do not generate trash, they're cost-effective because they're a one-time buy. They're also better for our health. Pads and tampons are typically made out of bleached wood pulp. They're not FDA approved. They do not have to list their ingredients. So we're, you're not putting something harmful into your body. And you stole my thunder uh, because uh, I was going to ask as a sidebar the whole idea of period panties. Mm. Um, you know, so mm -hmm. I've been married for uh, over 15 years and my wife absolutely has period panties <laughs> and and i even know like even if it, she's not on her cycle like i know it's coming when i see the period panties they just kind of like <laughs> appear somewhere in the bedroom it's like oh is she like trying to tell me something <laughs> okay whatever and and here's the question right why are period panties so unattractive <laughs> they're, they're not actually. Um, and I Yours aren't. Either, yeah. They're they're actually. I know that that uh, one company has recently done a lot of a lot of marketing um, to make uh, to make lots of different options, like sporty options, sexy options. So that are, but that still have um, the the absorbent antimicrobial um, washable uh, period liner. So they don't have to be. Uh, they don't have to be any one thing. Mm -hmm. gotcha. <laughs> well, maybe what I'll do is I'll mention to my wife that it's uh, time for her to dispose of the, um, I guess she just took a pair of old panties and said, these would be my period panties. Maybe we ought to have her get some, get some cool hip ones or, or whatever. There's some nice ones out there. I can, I can speak to, if you use a cup, there's a very lo much lower chance than with pads and tampons that you will like wreck your underwear. Mm. Um, so that's one plug for the menstrual cup is you can actually wear your cute underwear while you're on your period, but there being a very low risk that you will ruin them and they will have to join the ranks of the period. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, so let's transition. Um, and I, I want to tell you all that I appreciate this conversation. This is awesome. And I'm looking forward to, to hearing what some of our, my listeners um, hear or think about what we're chatting about. Let's transition and talk about the bike portion of it. I mean, you were very clear as to why it kind of it works. I mean, it's cycling, it's good for your body. And, and those of us who ride bikes, it's um, our first taste of freedom, generally, you know, when you yeah. first learn how to ride a bicycle. Um, and, and talk about the tour that you're doing and uh, some of the others who are in different parts of the country and out of the country who are doing this tour. Yeah, so right now, uh, Rachel Horn, who is sort of our lead member, um, she's based out of Los Angeles and she is in Guadalajara, Mexico. She is biking from Los Angeles to Mexico City um, with some women and then she is flying to Austin and biking from Austin, Texas to Atlanta, Georgia for a women's health conference at the end of June and we are going to fly down to Atlanta at that time and meet her 
and we are going to present at the Society for Menstrual Cycle Research conference um, just about our project and advocacy and methods of advocacy that we've you know kind of been utilizing on these tours. And um, so your group is riding from New York to Richmond, Virginia. Yes. And once you reach Richmond, what's going to happen? Uh, so from Richmond, we are going to take Amtrak back to New York City, uh, and then we'll fly down a month later for the conference. Um, but between here and now, we have an event in Philadelphia on Thursday, May 18th, from 6 to 8 at Kink Shop. Um, then the, uh, we have another event in Baltimore at Red Emma's um, from, I believe, 2 to 4, 4 to 6. Oh, yeah, now I can't remember. Check our Facebook page. On the um, 20th? <laughs> on the 20th. And then we have another. We have other events in um, Alexandria and Richmond. Yeah. Uh, so you can check our Facebook page for details uh, for those events. And you can find us at the yeah. Sustainable Cycles if you Facebook that. We're also on Instagram at Sustainable Cycles. And you can contact us on either of those social media sites and we will get back to you promptly. Awesome. So it's been a uh, privilege and a pleasure to meet and chat with you, and I'm going to have a pint with you guys yeah, thank um, you. here in my favorite spot, Champs, 931 Chamber Street. Um, all things happening in the city of Trenton are coming through Champs, and it's been a pleasure to meet you, and I hope that you guys keep the shiny side up and that you continue to be advocates for women's rights and women's issues and health issues, etc., because uh, we live in a day and age when we need to share as much information as possible and to do it in a safe space and to do it in a way where those of us who may not have experienced it, like me, gender-wise, or just culturally, mm -hmm. that we can provide a space for other people to have conversations. So thank you all very much. Thank you. And uh, safe travels. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Jacques Howard on location, Champs, 931 Chamber Street, and I'm with Sustainable Cycles. You can find them on Instagram as well as Facebook. And uh, keep your eyes open for them. They're going to be traveling from New York City. They've already stopped in Trenton, New Jersey, on their way to Richmond. And you can find out more about them by doing an Internet search for Sustainable Cycles. Thank you, ladies. Thanks. Thank you.